Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're honored to have with us uh, an Academy Award-nominated filmmaker. That would be Laura Nix. Uh, the, the, the film is called Walk, Run, Cha-Cha, and it's the story of Paul and Millie Cow, who lost their youth in the aftermath of the Vietnam War. Forty years later, they have become successful professionals here in Southern California and are now rediscovering themselves on the dance floor. Laura Nix is an award-winning fiction and nonfiction filmmaker based here in Los Angeles. This film, Walk, Run, Cha-Cha, is adapted from a feature-length documentary that's in progress. We'll talk a little bit about that. But as I said, it has been nominated. It is one of the five finalists for for the short documentary uh, program at the Academy Awards. And so we could be talking to a future Academy Award winner. Laura Nix, welcome to Film School Radio. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you very much for being here. Well, um, how did you get to know uh, Paul and Millie Cow? What, what's and sort of what it sort of drew you to their story? So I was I discovered their dance studio about seven years ago. I walked in. Uh, it was like a Tuesday afternoon, and there was fifty older Asian people dancing the tango in the middle of a workday, and I was like, "What is this beautiful world?" So I started taking dance classes there for a year. So I could find out more about it. And what I discovered was this studio, which is in Alhambra, California, and the San Gabriel Valley. Um, there's, you know, it's all Eastern European professional ballroom dancers who are teaching Latin dance to people from the Chinese community, mostly middle-aged and senior people. And so I, in my dance classes, I made some friends, and I befriended Paul and Millie. And then after one year of being a student there, I popped the documentary question, would you let me film you? And they said yes. So I filmed with them for six years to make the feature film I'm still working on. And in the midst of that, the New York Times and Concordia Studio came to me because they heard about the project. And they asked me, would you be willing to do a short out of this material that we could use as part of an immigration series that we're putting together for New York Times Opdocs? And that's how this particular film came about. How quickly in getting to know Paul and Millie did you get their backstory? How did they open up to you? Were they obviously they were willing to let you be a part of their life and certainly at the dance studio and and beyond? But uh, their story is it's compelling and uh, it is in some ways not all that unusual. Certainly, it's an immigrant experience, but it's Vietnam and all of the baggage that comes with for so many people who have lived or were born in Vietnam and who now live somewhere else. It, it, I don't know how unusual in that regard, unfortunately, un, that uh, that their story is, or am I, am I overstating that? I, I think it's, you know, I think that refugee stories in general are both ordinary and extraordinary. So there's many people who share Paul and Millie's story. It was very difficult for Paul and Millie to leave Vietnam. I only covered part of that in the film because I didn't want to just define them through that earlier trauma. Mm. But, you know, they both almost died when they were leaving. Paul did leave on a boat 
and um, almost didn't make it, but thank God he did. So they kept telling me, "There's not, we're normal, there's nothing special about us, we're just like every other Vietnamese refugee. But every single refugee story is extraordinary. It's incredible what they went through. And when they first arrived in America, they had absolutely nothing. They didn't know how to speak English. They had absolutely no money. And they had to completely reinvent themselves to learn how to live in this culture. And they, and they did. You know, they, got, they learned how to speak English. They went to school while they were working in a factory. And they eventually got degrees, and they became working professionals. So that is extraordinary yeah, to me. Is, and that's, that's the it. fact that they're doing that while they're also, they still work full time and they dance four to five days a week is also extraordinary to me. So they're much more comfortable with me filming them dancing. It took me a very, very long time to be able to get their more personal story and their love story. It was after years of knowing them that I even started asking those questions. Um, and I did 14 hours of audio interviews with them to, to get the whole story. And there's a lot more details about that backstory in the feature-length version of the film. I was just going to say, you're doing a great job of teasing us uh, for the, fo- <laughs> the, the feature-length uh, version of their story. Uh, we, we do get a, a, a good slice of their life, uh, but it's mostly, in this film, it's mostly about their interaction with their friends. There's, we, there's a scene in the film of them, you know, having a dinner together. And, and also, uh, they're both very, they're both very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're great people. And, they're, mm-hmm. and they seem to be very grounded. They, both of them seem to uh, adapted well to their, to their new country and to their new culture. They we we hear a little bit about how they before they left Vietnam there was a there was already some familiarity with the American culture especially with music and there and they already had an a, attraction to to that before they left mm-hmm. uh, Vietnam but they they seem like very nice people to be around. I mean they're my friends and they're 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 really generous they're very humble yeah. they're very kind. And they're super fun, you know, like when we, when I go to the dance studio and go to a class or go social dancing with them, like afterwards, they all go out to dinner with their friends or they go out to dinner with their teachers. And it's a really close-knit community at the dance studio and they really love spending time together. And, you know, they'll stay out at dinner until like 12 or 1, uh, you know, like on a Wednesday and get up and go to their jobs at 8 a.m. the next day. They're, I don't know where they find the energy but they're super, super inspiring to me for that reason. It's, you know, Paul and Millie are in their mid-60s now, and the fact that they can do this kind of dancing, which requires, you know, unbelievable amount of energy and time, is, I think, such a great example of, like, creative aging and how we could all face that moment in our lives. Yeah. And, by the way, we're speaking with Laura Nix. She is the director of the film Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. It's been nominated for an Academy Award for the short doc series. Uh, and, yeah, and also they're good dancers, I, which uh, there's a couple of sequences in the film where we see them sort of being instructed by their the people you're talking about, this this, this Eastern European co- uh, couple. I believe they're Ukrainian. Have I got that right? Um, uh, well, Max is Ukrainian, and Elena is um, from Belarus, actually. Um, they But they both speak 
Russian, and mm-hmm. a lot of the teachers there are, you know, there's teachers there from Russia, there's people from Moldova, there's people from that general region. And that's another thing that's really interesting about the, the school is that it's a completely fascinating cultural mix of people. And that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to make the film, because this is who America is. And I think it's America at its best. And this is a moment where we can celebrate this kind of diversity and recognize that this is what we are as a people, who we are as a people. And in the middle of all of this hysteria and this kind of anti-immigrant rhetoric that's going on and policies that are happening, I think it's really important to look at the other side of this story, which is people like Paul and Millie, who have been here for 40 years, and people like Max and Elena, who have built lives in this country and are incredible people and incredible citizens. And that's it, it, that's a truth of, of who we are as a people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, th- it, this is a film where it, this is just part of the, it's in the fabric of the story being told. It is not something that in the telling of this story, it is something that you're, that is being force fed to you. Oh, it's just, this is the, this is their culture. Uh, this is, yeah, exactly what you said. I, I, I completely agree. This is America. And, um, well, a couple of things about your background. Tell us a little bit about you as a filmmaker. Uh, you were approached, as you said, uh, by the New York Times and uh, just to sort of work on, to, to, to bring this film into a series that they were putting together. Tell us a little bit about your background as a filmmaker. Sure. I mean, I started out as an assistant editor in documentary film. I didn't study film. Um, I was a history major. And I started out in the edit room, and then I worked for some documentary filmmakers in San Francisco, Rob Epstein and Jeffrey Friedman. Um, on, we made a film called The Cellular Closet together. And I went to graduate school, and it wasn't a film school again, it was an art school. And I made my first feature film there. It was a fiction film. And after that, I directed four other feature-length documentary films that are very wide-ranging in topic and style. And I've also made many, many shorts in my life. So I kind of um, have been concentrating more on the feature-length films, but in my past I have made a lot of shorts. And there is a different rhythm to making a short. You have to really put your it's – like it's like a different cap, right? You have to have a very different sense of editing and pacing and narrative urgency, I think, when you're making something in a shorter form. The listeners who are filmmakers is – is making a short film a good way to familiarize your, yourself with the business, with filmmaking in general, sort of that idea I have found with short film uh, directors, the economy of telling the story is, is something of not only good for that film, but also good as, a, as an artist, as a, as a storyteller. And also it can be a calling card to a, a feature-length film. Is that... Is that a, a, a road worth traveling for that reason, or is this all about passion and how you feel about what you're doing? Oh, I, I think you're totally right. I think it's an incredible skill to learn, and it's a different skill. It's like a different, um, it's, how to say this, it's like a different tool set when you're making a short film than a feature-length film, because you have to think about story really differently. I think it's a great thing to do, and especially if you're a beginning filmmaker, I think getting really good at short form is a great, great way to start. And I know that I've certainly seen feature-length films that I've thought, you know, 
I like this film, but it might have been better if it was a short. And I think when you're making something, you always have to ask yourself that. You have to be really honest with yourself about whether or not your your feature-length film that you're working on can truly sustain that length, especially with um, the kind of, shall we call it, waning attention spans that we're all facing as, as, as filmmakers. So I think it's a good thing to learn. Now, in terms of the business of shorts, it's a completely different business. Like, there is a distribution system for shorts, but it's a, it's a totally different way of approaching it than what you might be doing for a feature-length film. And, and that's even true for when you first release it at a, a film festival. Yeah. We're going to have Carter Pilcher on uh, in a couple of weeks to talk about the the release of these short films into theaters. And I know through uh, Shorts HD and, and his his platform, there is there is opportunity for short filmmakers. Um, and I'm looking at your resume, and uh, we have brushed up against one another a couple of times. I had Richard on for Sea of Shadows, uh, your executive producer of that film. Uh, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. Jeffrey and Robert were just on here a couple of months ago to talk about the... Uh, Linda Ronstadt documentary film and I love that film. Isn't that a great film? I th- I really That's wonderful. I I was really shocked that it didn't make the short list at least. I I was really surprised. I know. I know it's an incredible film. Yeah. It, 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 again, the beauty of it is it, the beauty of so much in the world of documentary filmmaking is it takes something you think you know a little bit about or a lot about and it mm-hmm. takes you to a mm-hmm. place where you didn't you know it's a surprise it's it's the reveal mm-hmm. of documentary filmmaking which is so attractive to me uh call me kushu you, you were you've been involved in a lot of really great pro- uh, projects so uh congratulations uh, tell me just a, in sort of the visceral feel of watching uh the uh the tv the, uh, on that uh, monday morning not so long ago when you found out that your not your film uh, Walk Run Cha Cha had been nominated for an Academy Award, thank you. It's it's super thrilling, and the best part of it is that I get to bring Paul and Millie to the Oscars. That's a dream come true. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you. Congratulations on your work, and uh, I would love for you to come back and join us when whether it's because this film, the feature-length film, is ready for for the world or some other project. But I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed this film, and I look forward to the extended version. Uh, I'm sure it'll be great. So please come back and join us again. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mike. Take care. All right, Laura Nix, the, the uh, director of the short documentary film nominated for an Academy Award, Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. Thanks so much. Take care, Laura. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.